Hello and welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast, the podcast about songwriting. My name is Roger Heathers and with me is... Declan Kitchener. Hello, I am here as well, talking to you, Roger Heathers, on this podcast, the Weekly Song Podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well indeed. We're over halfway through the season now. Halfway through the season now. We brought along the ninth and tenth songs we wrote in February each, so we've got four songs to show you. My ninth, my tenth, your ninth, your tenth. <laughs> what are you writing? Are these all within like the same 45 minutes block of writing for you this week? I mean, these ones are still within the uh, the same 24 hours as the previous two episodes, yes. Uh, <laughs> these were all written on the 26th. Uh, for reference, <laughs> we had to write 14 songs by the 28th. And I failed miserably at time management. Uh, <laughs> although I do have an excuse, so that's fine. And you got the payoff of songs. You've got two really good songs you bring into the podcast. Thank you very much. And you also have two really good songs. Would we care what to listen is... to one of them? What a... Look at this pro, man. He's, he's segueing into things. It's almost yes. as if we've been doing this for nearly 150 episodes. Next episode is our 150th. I've literally just realised that on air. Um, oh, yeah, do me we... too. Do we want to get, like, a muffin next time? <laughs> <laughs> That's some kind of euphemism. I don't have, know. Have a little kazoo or, like, um, a party popper kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, like a thing that goes out. little, little, and then it... Yeah, I know what you mean. What are they called again? Yeah, yeah. Party horns. Party horns. Party horns. <laughs> don't tell anyone we've Prepare got Prepare your party horns. <laughs> That's... Uh, that might be a title. <laughs> wow, that's a, maybe the earliest title on the books, if that ends up being yeah. the title. If it ends up being the title, yeah. Gentlemen, prepare your party horns. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Aim. Fire! <laughs> and, and with that, my first song we're going to play you this week is called Jet Black Sky, and it goes like this. One, two, three. Song to be sung for a world where the rain gets in, where the plot wears thin and the stars don't shine in the jet black sky. There's got to be a way through the dark, but you're telling me there ain't no light. No, there ain't no signs to be seen in the valley of the jet black sky.
Sons. That was Jet Black Sky by Roger Heathers, uh, your ninth song of 14 in February. And I really like this. I really like the uh, I really like the use of like the um, non lyric vocal sections in it. I like the riff. I like the general chord progression. I just like basically everything about it. It's got a very lovely, very easy momentum to it. I, I think it's really nice. Ah, oh, thanks. Thank you very much. How, how, how do you start writing something like this? I need to know. Well, what you do is you pick up your guitar. And okay. You, you play yourself a C chord. Okay. Then you play yourself... Just a C chord. <laughs> then you're done. That's pretty much... You're halfway there. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> but to be fair, that's what Tomorrow Never Knows is, so... <laughs> true, true. Uh, no. Except technically it's a B-flat over C as well, but we don't talk about that. That's, uh, that's forbidden to talk about that, you know? It's a forbidden knowledge. People like the simple fact that it's a one-chord song. And they get quite upset when you tell them it's not. There's another one-chord song which comes to mind when I think about one-chord songs, and it's the one-chord song by Kate Bush, Rubber Band Girl. Are you familiar? Um, I've heard snippets. I've yet to listen to that album in full, but I really want to. Uh, well, that first song, people said, flies in the face of her previous work, which is very, you know, moves around and everything. You know, Wuthering Heights, her first single just moved all over the place. That's got, like, two key changes within 30 seconds as Wuthering Heights. So clever. So clever. But, um, anyway, yeah, some, but the, my song has more than one chord. It has probably, like, six or seven or something. So, really, it was just a case of, like, coming up with something quite simple. Go through the chords. Uh, so you start on C major. Just really simple strumming, just up-down strumming. C major. E minor. F. F minor. C. D7. D flat 7. Ah, <laughs> it's like sort of fireworks display, <laughs> or is it? Yeah, it's a it's a suspended sip. Ooh, <laughs> it's a diminished. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, that um, I think the one that sticks out for me is like I haven't done that before, and it worked quite effectively. I think for the tone of the song was just like just before you're about to go back to the. C again to restart the chord progression rather than playing a G which would be the 5, I play a D flat 7 which acts as like you know, it, it still wants to resolve the C but it's an unusual way to do it, I guess It's a nice little stick in the turnaround I was going to ask you what that chord was because like even your major 2 uh, although that's a little out that is still kind of a that's I, I class that as a Roger Heather's style trick in like a <laughs> I, I associate that with your songwriting, and it's a very good mood to use. But then, sort of, uh, by putting uh, the other one in there, yeah, that's 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 cool. It sort of expounds on that, and it makes the other one sound very like it's sound diatonic when it's not by comparison. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think that that mixture of diatonic and non-diatonic, and maybe a little bit of ambiguity in there, kind of helps achieve the vibe of the song. And the vibe of the song generally. Uh, if I look at the lyrics, it's basically about... The uh, theme I wanted to go for was a bleak view of the present. Hmm. So, yeah, so it was basically a case of, like, looking around at the state of the world. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but it's not ideal at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how's the world doing? Um, not great. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Could be better. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, I'm sure we're both the same in this to some extent that we think, you know, music and art and that sort of thing are a bit of a light in the world. So and the first verse is, uh, there's got to be a song to be sung for a world where the rain gets in, where the truth wears thin and the sun don't shine on the jet black sky. See, I just thought it was nighttime on a really cold night and you were just observing like a... Uh... An unusual for Britain, but not unseen weather phenomenon. I mean, that would make a pretty, pretty stirring song as well. <laughs> <laughs> These weather conditions so unknown are rather unusual here. In the back of vocals, rather unusual here. <laughs> so, uh, oh dear. So yeah, it's just. But like, yeah, I, I did wonder if that was like a. Uh, when you're saying like that line, the sun doesn't shine in the jet black sky, I do think, oh yes, okay, we're going into cynical Roger territory here. <laughs> Anything can happen. Uh, is that is that a thing? That's cynical Roger. I feel like I've, that's something I do quite a lot, and I'm unaware of. <laughs> Yet another facet of my personality I don't, I'm not familiar with. I mean, it's fine just so long as people don't start making lists about these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start like grouping all of your. Uh, songwriting techniques and lyrical ideas into separate clumps or anything. Okay, good. No clumps. I don't want any clumps. No clumps. I'm, I'm on, I mean, I'll take a hard stance on this. I'm anti-clump. Clusters, fine. Clumps, no. And so, yeah, looking at sort of the political and everything and, you know, the uh, conflicts in the world at the moment as well, both, you know, um, <clears throat> in terms of armed forces and stuff that's a little bit more nebulous, I was quite proud of the verse, and I can't even quite say why I'm quite proud of it. I just think the way the words flow or something um, did it for me. But I like the verse, There's got to be a war to be won if you're willing to give up your fight when there are kings out there who would take your penny for a broader slice. This, this feels inherently political, seeing as we're about to put a gold hat on a man's head on Monday as a nation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but aside from the lyrics and that sort of thing, uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention about this one was uh, the fact that, like you said, there's a sort of non-verbal na-na-na-na-na type of chorus. And the reason for that was because... Yes, that was quite... I noticed that in the middle of the uh, performance. That's that's kind of really cool. I did ask you, while we were listening uh, to it, whether it was uh, verbal or non-verbal on purpose, Um yeah, you, what were you saying the reason was that for? Well, uh, I was listening to a lot of Paul Gilbert, particularly the album Gilbert Hotel, and I checked out this song called Universal around the time I was writing my song. They treat me well when I go solo And just as good with Racer X It's got a really kind of like upbeat acoustic feel to the verses and very sort of lyrical. But then as it goes into the chorus, it's almost like everybody sing na 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 and just this na 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 chorus. But it's got kind of like a gang vocal, like a whole group of people singing these na na na's. And I thought, what a lovely contrast to have like a simple chorus that anyone could sing along to paired with more complicated lyrics and the verses. I just thought that was quite a nice contrast. That is quite a nice like shifting up of the uh, the tonal balance of the whole thing, but uh, yes, uh, it's a nice little technique. I don't use it um, in any of my songs that I'm aware of. I should, I should. Yeah. It make it much easier to write the words. Oh yeah, it was so nice to, to be able to like relax after the verses. I was like, you know what? No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do quite like this one. Thank you very much. I think you should. Have you got any plans? Have you got any plans to be doing anything with it? And I know the answer to this one. Of course you, you do, don't you? <laughs> this is why you're good on radio. You're like, 
Yes, I do. I do have plans for it. I've started, <laughs> I've started producing it up and I've, I've added drums and percussion. and It's kind of like a kind of uh, glockenspiel rock, you know, rockenspiel, I guess you could call it. I'm just imagining the Elton John version of that song. I remember when a rock was young. <laughs> <laughs> the glockenspiel rock, yeah. But yeah, just sort of glockenspiel and sort of 70s, 60s style production on this one. But um, yeah, it's been fun to produce and was fun to write. Um, anyway, enough of I'll me look, waffling. I look forward to hearing the full version. Thank you, thank you. So what's your, um, what's your ninth song of February then? Uh, my ninth song of February is called He's Got Me. And it goes like this. As soon as I escape him, he creeps up from behind. Looking in the shadows and sticking into daylight Sometimes in disguise, sometimes plain and true I cannot get away and there is nothing that I can do Looks like I am stuck with him for life Looks like I cannot escape his sight I have to hope he'll leave me well alone Oh no He's got me running far from every place I've ever laid my head Taunting me with every blasted thing that I have said Dutifully convincing me there's no one by my side My every fear is coming true, there's nowhere that I can hide Looks like I am stuck with him for life Looks like I cannot escape his sights I have to hope he'll leave me well alone Oh no Got me wondering just what it takes for him to go away To just enjoy the silence when there's nothing that I can say But even in my tryings, he can't leave well alone If he likes it in my head, I think it's there that he'll call home Looks like I am stuck with him for life Looks like I cannot escape his sight I have to hope he'll leave me well alone Oh no He's got me that was He's Got Me, uh, Declan's uh, ninth song from February. Really big fan of this one, Declan. And can I just say, this is the latest addition to one of my favourite Declan genres, which is, kind of in my mind, it's like Declan writes a song for a musical type of song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, and I, that's, I mean it in the nicest, best way. I love these songs of yours. I, uh, I'm kind of glad that that's the way you've taken that one. <laughs> oh, um... Uh, yeah, this is kind of another one of those using up a rough idea that I had. Um, for context, the previous few episodes have been me writing songs on the evening of the 25th. The last song was my first one of the 26th. And so these two today are both from the 26th in the morning. Was I've been fooling around with this little cycling pattern throughout the early parts of February and this general rhythm for a bit longer. It's kind of inspired by two things. One is by a friend of mine, uh, Carl Philip Louis, who uh, is this brilliant avant-garde mandolin player. Um, if you're in the Bristol area and you see his name pop up either as Carl Philip Louis or Pixie X Nightbird, um, please go along and watch because he's the only person I've ever seen who's able to shred on a mandolin. It is quite a sight to behold. Wow, cool. Yeah, also like one of the one of those people who just puts everything into every performance, which is always a treat to see. Um, does he sing too? Yes, he does, yeah. Like uh, he's a whole package, nice. baby. <laughs> and the other influence is a bit, a bit different. It's um, Caravan Palace. I'm a, I'm a bit of a soft spot for them. 
and this comes out of the ah, yeah. comes out of the rhythm of songs like Dramophone and Clash and things like that. That's sort of like gypsy jazz kind of, but then trying to sort of do something slightly different with it. Um, I don't know how successful I was in doing something different with it, but like <laughs> uh, I found a pattern that I quite liked, kept hold of it uh, in like the early bits of February, and then yeah, just using up an idea on the 26th to get a song out of it. Uh, the vocal melody comes from the 26th writing session, as do all the words and the structure of the turnaround. Nice, nice. The fact that you mentioned Caravan Palace, who kind of... Do they sample older style music, or, or do, is it composed? Uh, composed. They have live performers on stage. I think there are random bits of samples here and there, but they also have, like, uh, I think it's some sort of effect on one of their stringed instruments that sort of like simulates uh, the sound of like a load of brass, old scratchy brass doing the same thing. Mm. But uh, yeah, you can sort of see them perform live with uh, like an actual violinist and like a nylon guitar and things like that, as well as all the dance stuff. Okay, well, my my thinking was because that kind of, you know, is a renaissance uh style in a sense you know and your song is kind of like that too you have loads of different options of like what you could do with it but what i wanted to say was that it's a lovely example of like a contemporary version of like an upbeat you know um dance hall song or something like that uh thank you yeah it's it's that sort of thing that i want to produce it but i'm still trying to work out how faithful do i go as i produce it or um how much modernity do I put in there? Because it could work as just a, you know, straight, just a straight retro thing. But that wouldn't be quite as fun, would it? I mean, there's the, there's the you could put like the behind it, and then all of a sudden it's hyper contemporary. Or you could leave it, and it could be almost like an old yeah, twenty like, song. It's like which twenties do you want to be? Nineteen or nineteen twenty <laughs> or twenty twenty? That's 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 my dilemma. Um, but, yeah, that's one I'll have to think about. Uh, but I think there is a healthy balance to be had there somewhere. Uh, as for the lyrics, um, it's about your own paranoia and, like, the sort of... that nagging doubt that always exists in your mind. Like, you might have just written the best song of your life and then your little nagging paranoia comes in and says, like, uh, you know, that just sounds like Oasis. Or, like, uh, you'll have just, like run the furthest you've ever run and your paranoia will go you're really out of shape you're really out of breath why are you doing this or no. like uh, it's or it's that little thing that says all oh, your friends secretly hate you and they've been making plans without you and it's just like that's clearly not true but the voice keeps saying it or like uh, you know stupid things like that but it's always there and it always crops back up again that's the he oh so so you personified a feeling yeah that's really clever. I I like that in songwriting. I tried to be a little bit ambiguous with it, but at the same time, I I hopefully it's relatively clear what is what it is uh, <laughs> that is the he. I'm quite a shy and nervous person by nature. Uh, I don't know if that comes across on here or no, because I'm normally just roaring with laughter and um, chatting <laughs> shit with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, 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 it's something that crops up every now and then. So I thought, you know what, you get a song, but it's not going to be a nice song. It's going to be a nasty song about you. <laughs> <laughs> you little voice like in that. my brain. 
I, I like that. It's kind of the songwriting version of like if you have a problem or something you're trying to deal with by like naming it by you know <clears throat> it's easier to deal with. You kind of like literally did that with this song. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, a nice little reminder. Like uh, it's one of my therapy songs. I don't have many of them, but I do quite like it when I write them. Like uh, I think I connected you as an old one for me, where it's like it's basically a load of self affirmations set out in lyrical form. <laughs> I love it. Whereas, I love and it. this it's one is the opposite. Only... This one is like, uh, what's the opposite of an affirmation? Defamation. Um, defamations against my own inner critic. I like it. Yeah, but other than that, it's like there's not much else to say about it. Structurally, it doesn't change much. Um, I'll just run you through the chords for the sequence because it should be relatively quick to do for the verses it's f minor g diminished e diminished f minor c7 c sharp 7 b flat 7 c7 with that little rundown and then in the choruses it's c sharp 7 f minor c sharp 7 g diminished b flat 7 c uh, c sharp 7 and then that turnaround is B flat seven, A seven, C seven, C sharp seven, E diminished. In all seriousness, I really like that turnaround at the end. I think that's kind of the cherry on the cake. Thank you very much. You're very kind. I'm very honest. That's just how I feel. It's a really good song. I genuinely hope you do something with this one. It's uh, really cool to uh, really cool to hear it in its acoustic form before you take it to what could be many different places production wise. Even more acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> my tenth, my tenth. I want to show you my tenth, my tenth song that I want to show you this this season. It's called "Sleeping by Yourself," and it goes like this. Aww. Sleeping by Yourself by Roger Heather's attempt song of this season from him. And can I just say, uh, if you are sleeping by yourself, boo and hiss, but also, 
you can sleep by yourself with pride because this is a very good song and I really like it. It's a bit of an Elvis Costello like vibe running through that, particularly in those uh, like choruses, pre-chorus turnaround thingies. I'll take that. That's a that's a nice compliment. Elvis Costello is brilliant. He's a really good songwriter. He is very good at what he does. Um, this one started with an experiment in tuning the guitar differently. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was around the time of the month where this is probably around the. Th- 13th, 14th, about halfway through the month, something like that. Uh, maybe a little later, where I had started to listen to Led Zeppelin 3 and 4 uh, more in depth. Ah. Uh, which you may not actually think about if you listen to the song itself. It sounds more sort of like post 70s rock or like New Wave or Elvis Costello or what have you. Um, but the tuning came from listening to some of the more folky side of Led Zeppelin 3. Uh, so I tuned the guitar to. A tuning that I read an article about Jimmy Page using on the internet called Open C6 Tuning, which is um, from bottom to top string C, A, C, G, C, and E. That's so, quite low down. Yeah, it is. I didn't think the guitar would handle it, but it was okay. Hmm. I, I took that and then uh, we've said this before, but one thing I love about alternate tunings is that all of a sudden your whole playbook of I'll go to this chord shape and then hey I'm clever I'm going to go up here because that's what I do all the time all of a sudden you kind of got this weird alien landscape on the fretboard and you have to kind of figure out where chords are and maybe you find one but one of the notes isn't quite right but hey actually that note not being quite right actually adds a bit of a suspension into the chord oh that's interesting I've never done that before so you know you kind of go down this rabbit hole of um of different chord shapes, um, but I ended up generally finding one, four, five, and six that are generally used for pop songwriting. I started to like hammer on between the one and the four, between the four and the five. So then you get this kind of feel of and then I was like, okay, that's a good groove. You can kind of hear where the snare would be on that type of groove and that sort of thing. So hmm. uh, it was just a case of coming up with a B section, um, which is very easy to do, because all I do is I go up to the four and I say, I was going to call, but I didn't have a joke to tell. So four, five, open. So it's kind of like quite simple building blocks in this one, which is uh, it's kind of uh, the tuning sort of lends itself to thinking that you're like doing like a bit more intricately than perhaps you actually are. But that's a good thing. Like uh, it's, it's one of those tools of tuning, like you say, like your playbook changes. So you can come up with some really really unique stuff just sort of like with a different application of the rules as to it kind of lends itself to being a bit more creative even if you're working within the same type of roman numerals you know you can still have only three or four chords and still have an unusual feel so i definitely recommend um everyone out there try even if it's just like a couple of alternate tunings just to kind of get out of your comfort zone it's kind of good for you don't you think And I would recommend that no one ever does that because I've never used an alternate (laughs) tuning and I'm not going to start now. Um, Actually, no, I've tell a lie. I think I've used double drop D before. I'm a hypocrite as well as a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) Just before we we move on from my song, I'll just tell you about the lyrics a sec. So, again, I've got my sort of um, summary at the bottom of the lyric page. It's basically asking if someone will accept you after you reveal your true personality. I, I feel targeted. Because, um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've, we've all had that thing where, like, you meet someone for the first time and you've got your know, best behaviour and, you know, you're, you're being nice and asking all the right questions and, you know, nodding at all the right things. And then 
the cynic in me sometimes thinks like a few months down the road of meeting a new person are they just gonna hate me because they realize i'm not the catch they think i am to quote homer simpson <laughs> oh. not quite the catch you think i am oh off topic but it reminds me of i was watching a fish called selma earlier today and there's a great bit in it where like uh uh selma says to um uh marge well we all talked about our dream husbands I'm glad that came true for one of us. Marsh looks annoyed. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. It definitely came true for one of us. Do you want to know which one it is? And Homer just like shouts, Oh, I know, I know. It's Selma, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> I love Homer and his most self-deprecating. <laughs> his, most, his most self-aware and self-unaware. It's beautiful. It's a very, very well-written character. <laughs> All right, so um, that's uh, pretty much it for that song. Pretty straightforward. Um, what about your 10th song? My 10th song is called Steps. Hopefully the band won't sue me. It goes like this. You say you want more. You say you want better. You say you want out of this life. And yet you dig you make it that harder to pull you into the light Your every move, your every footstep Truer than any of your words It's time to cast off, it's time to lift anchor Time to make your needs heard Making your first step It's all that you have left how long you stay and look Open up your heart You said that you're scared Through your inaction to everything but the idea Wasting your days, wasting your hours as your own deadline draws near You're under the thumb of all of your worries You should just cast them aside Start to walk tall, move with purpose You can hold yourself with pride Uh, Steps, Declan's 10th song from February and uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. It's like got a smooth feel to it, but also, it's also, like I was saying while we were listening, really inspiring like lyrically, kind of uh, 
I got a kind of get off your ass kind of feeling from it. Am I misreading it or no? No, you are correct. That is the that is the sentiment behind it. Um, that is about as as much as I can tell you because I don't remember writing the words. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote so many in the space of twenty four hours and kind of all blur together slightly. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is like um, he's got me. This is another one that kind of built out of a fragment that I had earlier in the month. Uh, so before I moved, uh, I had those first four chords, that sort of slightly jazzy flavor moving up, um, didn't do anything with it, just needed another idea. And I thought, why not just go back to that one and see if I can get anything out of it? Because, you know, there's a time limit in here. And yeah, I came up with a vocal melody, which I kind of like, uh, came up with a chorus, which I think is relatively weak. Uh, but I'm not sure how much of that is production and a weak vocal performance versus compositionally the tools being useful or not. Uh, I also think the um, chorus is probably a bit um, similar to the memory one I had earlier in the month. What was it called? Let's have a look. <laughs> I can't remember. Ironically, you can't remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll, I either. Uh, we'll never know. That's what it was called. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I'd use one or Tover, but not both of those songs. Um, I'm actually quite proud of the bass line. Uh, I, I worked it out as I was recording it for the demo to the, earlier today, and I quite like it. Um, also, I think I nailed that solo. <laughs> you did. I don't know why, because I'm not going to use this song again, most likely, uh, unless like outside circumstance uh, makes me. But... Yeah, I think I think I did quite a nice job on that solo there. Yeah, I agree. I think the whole song overall is really good. I think also just on the point of the bass line, which I, I liked as well. But it's interesting how because I heard the initial phone demo that no one else has heard um, on the podcast, at least. And um, it had still a lilting, relaxed vibe like this one does. But the bass adds a sort of a different melodic sensibility to the song, or at least a different atmosphere, which I quite like. I think with the bass line there, it kind of really like lets you know that the um, drum track would be like a boom, as opposed to being anything else, like maybe with those 16s, like just running through it. Yeah, it's really cool. And what you were saying about the chorus, you're not such a fan of the chorus as you are, say, the verse. I think it could be one of those choruses where you know you could add some backing vocals and because it's quite it's got quite a lot of space between the words and stuff in this song I noticed. Yeah, you could add little feature bits or you could add like I think honestly if that chorus works it needs a singer with conviction and just to give it a little more welly. Um which I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, again, just a demo, just a demo. Just a demo. I will let you know what chords uh, that I was playing on that one. So it's an E major. Then it's two on the E string, two on the D string, and two on the B string, which I believe is very roughly an F power chord with a seventh in it ish in a weird inversion um then a g sharp diminished and then i've still not quite worked out what chord this is but it's uh six on the e six on the d six on the g and five on the b which gets you that oh that's a nice chord that's very jazzy yeah um just on a note of 
both of your songs uh, that you brought to the show this week, you and I have spoken about how this season we've we've kind of made a conscious attempt to sort of pare it back and go for more simple chords, whereas the two songs you brought today are a little bit more... Uh, they use a few more unusual chords, or like they're, the chords are in places you wouldn't normally think to put them. Uh, was that a conscious choice, or to kind of make them a little bit more uh, different? I think it is more uh, the fact that these are both relics from very early on in the month. So if you look at back, back at things like uh, I'll Be Alright, like that's a bit more complex chordly than what happened later on. Uh, I think the general rule is true that as my songs go on, they get simpler. But yeah, these ones, and if you look at the new sections of these ones, they're both quite simple. But yeah, these ones had those pre-existing elements uh, from before I moved. So yeah, that that that's <laughs> before the stress kicked in. Exactly. Yeah, before like I suddenly found myself on the twenty sixth, thinking like, right, I need to get like. 10 songs written <laughs> I just imagine Declan on the 1st of February just chilled out, arms behind his head just writing songs with 100 different chords and then on the 26th you're like just 1 and 4 will do, that's fine <laughs> 1, 4, 5 if, we've, if we're feeling extravagant I don't need, I really do not need to deal with the dominant right now <laughs> <laughs> that might be a title <laughs> that might be a title, yeah that could be Oh no, but it's a title rich really episode like... this one <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. But no, I really like um, both of the songs you bought um, this week because they both got a definite feel and atmosphere to them, even here at the acoustic stage. And it'd be cool to hear that, you know, kind of augmented. Thank you very much. You are very kind. And I look forward to the two songs that you brought today that you actually are producing, that you have already made a start on because you just already know that they're that good. Um, Yes. I don't agree with the last part. <laughs> Send me. Why are you producing them? <laughs> but to no, see please. If they can be. Um, send them along once they're finished, because I really quite would like to hear your progress on them. Yeah, sure thing. You got it. Uh, so, what's been on the old earbuds this week? Quite a few things, because I um, had a two train journeys uh, to fill up one on the way to Bristol and one on the way back I also cleared my backlog except for the fact that I met up with a load of my old music mates my backlog is back to 22 albums <laughs> to try and listen to before Friday it never ends why do, <laughs> why, why do I do this to myself you're a masochist <laughs> uh, listen to Hunter Hayes Red Sky, that was alright um, Planet Geezer that was also kind of alright Lindsay Lomas Universe, which I recommend you check out, Roger. I think that might be your cup of tea. Okay, noted. I'll um, check it out. And then just a load of old charity shop finds. So from 2023 music, we go sharply back to like Suzanne Vega, <laughs> Gwen Stefani, uh, Ricky Martin, Shakira, <laughs> Katy Perry. Which, uh, um, which... George Harrison, Brainwashed. Uh, that's quite a good album. That uh, was my outcast. first George Harrison album. That was your first? Yeah, my mum bought it for me when I was like 13. Oh, fair play, fair play. Which uh, Gwen Stefani album did you pick up? Uh, love Angel Music Baby. I love that record. I actually think it's underrated. It's so good. I think it's a record that it's held together by the strength of its singles. But 
I think the singles are very strong, particularly what you're waiting for. Like, mm. just that's a very good song. Really quite like that. Is there a track on that album that Andre Three Thousand raps on as a guest vocalist? Yes, and there's also a track on that album that he plays guitar on. But yeah, Long Way to Go is a track that he's uh, that he uh, features on. Uh, and also one from just last night, the Thunderbird soundtrack by Barry Gray, because I'm a sad nerd and I've rewatched <laughs> most of the series again. But I will stand by Barry Gray's music being absolutely excellent. Uh, I'm not sure how well it works if you're not familiar with the series, but like, if you like vaguely militaristic brass, you could do much worse. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, I Mono- would say that's a type. Uh, Monorail Train Exploits, I think, is a great track off that one. <laughs> one of the big hits. You know, that's the one people really harm and tap their foot to. Uh, Penny in Paris is good. Uh, Fire, Fra- Fire Flash Landing. Recovery Vehicles. Bit of, a, bit of a deep cut there, but I like Recovery Vehicles. All right, let's return this to some sanity. What, what have you been listening to? What has been good in your ear holes lately? Well, um... Uh, you know, I mentioned Paul Gilbert earlier. I've been listening to his records a lot over the past week or so. I don't know, he's just such a fun guy to listen to. Like, you know, he got his start with Mr. Big. But I've said this before and I'll say it again because I feel like I'm literally the only person championing Paul Gilbert as a songwriter, including Paul Gilbert. <laughs> um, from, like, the years of 1997 to, like, 2003, he put out, I don't know, six or seven really great albums of songwriting. You know, they have all the shredding guitars and fast stuff and acrobatics and all that, and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, stunt guitar, as Frank Zappa would call it, via Steve Vai. Mm. But uh, but in, in between all that, there's this lovely, like, Birds, Beatles-influenced pop rock. It's great, and no one talks about it, so... When you said Birds and Beatles influence, I thought for a second that you were just saying that he was doing like a Nature Sounds album. Or the Birds and the like Beatles. Paul Gilbert does Ariel. <laughs> now, son, imagine having a really musical dad. So, son, it's about time I told you about the Birds and the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> dad, I already know about all that. No, I've boy, got all their go. records. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and I mean, also. I've uh, been checking out the new Lemon Twigs singles. There's only four singles out at the moment, but uh, that's ahead of... Because we're seeing them in uh, Bristol in uh, na, na, the end of this month, uh, the 28th of this month. The 28th? 28th? Yeah, 28th. So, uh, yeah, just been kind of digging that. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you've got anything that you want to say about anything that we've uh, discussed on there, whether you want to talk about some of the songs that we've written, discuss some of the influences, or maybe you think that actually Recovery Vehicles isn't a bop and you much prefer the track Sidewinder, um, then (laughs) why not write into us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can send in like a song that you've written, uh, or you could send us anything because we like reading things out and we like feeling validated because we're very basic people when it comes right down to it. Uh, Roger. Yeah? Where can people find you online? Well, you can go to rogerheathers.bandcamp.com. I've got a good ton of albums you can listen to and you can buy from there. And they're all really good and you can listen to them all and you can buy them all. Some of them aren't really good. Uh, <laughs> the older they are ones. all really good. 
get those juicy wavs going, boys. And uh, if you want to listen to me on the streaming services, I've got most of my albums on the streaming services. Apple Music, Spotify, uh, let's say Fiverr, Tidal. You know, just search Roger Heathers. And um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Roger Heathers and on TikTok at Billy's Courage. Um, yeah, also... Just before I forget, uh, you and I, we're in a band together, so you can find us at schnookums.band, which is S-C-H-N-O-O-K-U-M-S.B-A-N-D on Instagram, and uh, keep your eye on that page, because we've got an album coming up very soon. And Yes, we have. Declan, where, what about you? Where can people find you? Oh, shit. Um, how dare you. I didn't mean, I didn't mean <laughs> shit in like a kind of... Like a rude, your 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 shit. No, no, no. Own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. These days, shit means, you know, good. You know what I mean? Ah, I'm digging myself into a hole. It's like good. It's like good means bad. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, you can you can find my shit on um, on all of the streaming services. Just type in Declan Kitchener. Uh, you can also find me on Bandcamp, which I believe is DeclanKitchener.Bandcamp.com. I don't know that that's correct, that is so correct. let me just open up the... Fantastic. Um, it's good that he knows my details for me. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram, at Camborner, um, and search Declan Kitchener Music onto Facebook or YouTube, and you'll come up with stuff there. That uh, You can also find the Weekly Song Podcast on Instagram. It's at weekly song podcast it's nice and simple mm-hmm. nice and simple nice and simple um i believe that is everything that we have for this week yeah thank you all very much for listening <laughs> what are you laughing at like, <laughs> just your slight pause i was like abrupt steklin but fine let's go with it <laughs> we are quite silly at the moment um uh, <laughs> I don't think we've been this silly in a while. This is just ninety percent just laughing into a microphone. <laughs> it's brilliant. Hey, hey! If it sells, wait, it doesn't sell. We don't charge for this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> if anything, we actually paid to do it. But that's I like it because it's chatting to my mate about music. What what isn't there to love? Yeah. Yeah, indeed. I promise. Anyway, I promise they won't uh, cry. We shall see. <laughs> Even the toughest not must crack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we shall see you next week with two more songs each, which will be 11 and 12, getting towards a big season finale. Right, indeed. Uh, we shall see you then. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.